Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm very excited indeed to be joined by the wonderful Danny Southam of Dan's Tarot Readings, who's come today to share his knowledge, his experiences and himself with us all. So hi, Danny. Welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm excited to be here and a little nervous. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) I'm worried. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what am I going to get asked? (laughs) Yeah, you should see the list of questions. It's horrendous. I'm going to grill you. Um, So obviously, as your name of your business suggests, you do tarot readings. So tell us a little bit about how you got into tarot specifically and what tarot is for. Oh, so I guess getting into tarot specifically, that could have gone wrong. I could have said that wrong. Um, (laughs) I I guess my, my professional journey started just before COVID. Um, And that was really where, (laughs) 
I got a calling, not quite like that, but I, I, I had a set of tarot cards in, in my bookcase. And every time I walked in the room, it was almost just like they were drawing me to just play with them. Now, the, the cards I started off with were actually a set called the Wildwood Tarot, um, which were, a, 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 I guess, a more difficult set to read than, than usual. But that, that was kind of that bit there. I'm going to go way back when, which was a trip that I had in Canada when I was about 19. So only a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm a young person, joking, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I went in and I, I was walking through uh, the centre of Vancouver and I kept walking past this, this tarot shop. Now, I, I will come later, I guess, to some experiences I had as a child, but I, I walked past this shop five times and I was like, should I go in? Shouldn't I go in? I'm a bit sceptical about this. Like, people are going to be really general. They're not going to know much about me. But I was in Canada and I was like, this person won't have a chance to Facebook me, you know, all the things that come up. And I had a reading with her and she actually did a reading first with um, bones and stones and, and everything like that. And these things flew across the table and I'm like, how is she going to get stuff out of that? You've got this random charm that's just sitting there upside down. What's she going to get? And she was brilliant. And, and she got so many things about me and then started using tarot cards and the tarot cards just fascinated me that out of this one card, you could get so much information. So I guess my curiosity kind of peaked then and over the years just had a little dabble here and there, a little understanding. And then I came back to that, that point where I met my partner, Fraser, his mum and best friends invited me to a tarot party. And uh, the, the lady there, Psychic Anne was, was her name. Um, and she she did a reading for me and we came out after and she's like do you want to play with my cards do you want to just have a shuffle see how you feel now I know some people are really kind of protective of their cards and they don't let other people touch them some are absolutely fine with it I'm really cool with it like do what you want with them it's absolutely fine so I'm shuffling the cards and for for Fraser's mum's best friends um, I, I, I did a reading for her just a three card reading and she was like that's spot on. How did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just looked at the cards and then this information came out. And I, I guess from there, just really started building my connection with tarot, the understanding of tarot. I started using a book, which if you're learning tarot, throw your book away straight away. That's uh, what I always say about oracle big, cards. <laughs> big mistake, honestly, because I was reading based on what someone else's interpretation was. And I had zero confidence in reading my cards because I kept feeling like I needed this book in order to help me get the answer. And I, I then went on a kind of a bit of a tarot course to, I guess, give me confidence more than anything. And by the end of that weekend, I, I threw all my books away. I never looked at a book again. Uh, and and I, I, I literally, I, I read them from there. It fascinates me what a picture can show you. It fascinates me with the connection that you get with them, the different meanings that you get depending on which cards are with which and who's in front of you or which part of the card you're drawn to. Uh, and I still find new things out about the cards today that I just, I don't realize. Uh, and it was so funny. I just, as you know, I just come back from holiday and there was a lady doing a reading on one of the streets of Santorini. And she's got her cards out and she's reading them. Fraser said to me, it's like, you should go and get a reading from her. I said, absolutely not. She's using a book to read her cards. 
Um, and, and yeah, I think that that just kind of sums up my journey. Did that answer your question? Oh my God, I love it. I love it. So tarot, now talk to us about readings because I know that every reader reads differently. Do you use it for sort of self and for your sitter self-analysis why you're the way you are attributes do you use it for prediction do you use it for healing do you use it for potential how does it work for you do you know I I probably do a bit of everything I think when when I start off with someone I really want to understand who's in front of me what what is this person currently experiencing and what are they going through in order to just get a picture of how the cards can continue to help them, advise them, support them. So I I go between either just shuffling and seeing what falls out or doing specific spreads. Usually 99 times out of 100, I'll just shuffle and see what falls out. And then I'll be like, here's what I'm getting about you like now. Here's what's going on. Here's the things that I believe are, are currently affecting, impacting or you've got questions around. Um, I'm really conscious to not let that person in front of me give me information. And when they start talking, I'm like, stop there. I just need a yes or a no. Because I I'm, I, 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 still, as a reader, I'm sceptical. There are still things that I sit there and I think, nah, are you sure? So I want to make sure that when I'm doing that reading, I have nothing that is going to influence me in the way that I read because I I don't want it to. Uh, And and even little things like someone sends you a message on Facebook. I won't click on their name because I just Mm. want the message because it's really easy. You then see a picture of Maggie with her daughter and her son. And you're like, right, I know she's got two kids. And regardless of whether you put that into your head or not, it is there. And the information just sits there then. Um, so I think I, I, I start off in that, that way. I, I then do one of two things. I'll either focus in on an area which seems like there is a lot of energy, a lot of, of focus around from a card's point of view. So if I'm getting lots of cards that are talking about work, then I'm going to move towards talking about work because that for me is my my cards telling me you need you need to continue to work with this area if my cards are quite general then I will move on to a spread that kind of gives me a bit of each area so a bit about the person a bit about their home a bit about their work or relationship depending on where they want to focus and then we'll continue to explore from there from a healing point of view, I probably don't use my cards for healing, although I would say there is almost like this secondary effect of when you're releasing some of these things that are built up so much, there is a natural healing process that goes on there too, because for some points, the cards will reassure that the, the sitter is, is on the right journey. But then I guess there's another point as well, where even though I, I have a card... <laughs> I have a card with the tower. Everyone sees the tower and it is the kind of the shit is the fan kind yeah, of card. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you see that card and I love that card because I'm like, yes, brilliant. You, you're forcing change. Change is coming and we've got to accept this. Let's work with it. Let's see what we can do. So I, I think I do a bit of that. And then I, I do I do love a yearly spread. I do love just a bit of a, let's see, month by month. What are some of the key themes for the month? And not because, I mean, I guess it's a form of prediction, 
but also it gives you a bit of purpose as you go into the month too. I think sometimes we we can get a bit lost in our journeys and not know where to focus because we all go through stuff. We all have challenges and there are always things that that kind of catch us off guard. But when you've got a bit of a, a focus, you you can keep yourself on the, the straight and narrow, I guess. And I, I like to use my cards to give a bit of direction in that way too, to help the the sitter, the person that's in front of me, really, I guess, um, create a bit of a plan for what they need to do going forward. So here's the question. If you get the tower for yourself, do you go goody? Do you know what? Really, I, I don't read much for myself. I used It's hard to read for yourself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I used to. I used to pull a card a day uh, back when, when I was kind of still building my own confidence. I would occasionally do a spread. I'd have an argument with my other half and I'd be like, right, he's going to leave me. Let's do a spread. Um, and and I, I, I haven't read for myself so much anymore. If I got the tower for myself... <laughs> if I got the tower for myself, I probably would think, oh no, what's coming? <laughs> I, I would, because I think it's natural. You see that card and you do you do sit there. And then I'd probably shuffle until all 77 cards left came out to give me a good story. Um I I, I would I would worry because I think it is a bit of a daunting card. It is a card that you look at. And people think, oh, my gosh, I've got the death card. That's the one that's really wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> the tower is the one that you want to be uh, you want to be worried about. But I think I, I would naturally. You see that you think disaster is on its way. I'm going to go through some 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 rubbish before it actually gets better. You know, yeah. Welcome to the crumble. <laughs> Welcome to the crumbling of everything I know so I can uh-huh. rebuild. Because uh, yeah. my whole life could be the tower card. Um, and although I don't work with the traditional tarot, I have the equivalents in my Oracle decks where I just go, oh, God, hell no. And shuffle it back in and then pull it straight back out again and go, oh, <laughs> marvellous. It's so funny when that happens, isn't it? You're like shuffling away. You're like, oh, that was a bad shuffle by me. <laughs> I must have dropped that by accident. <laughs> in it goes, shuffle again. Oh, no, it's not an accident. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. Thank you. So <laughs> it's always interesting. And I think you're right. It's, it's I think it's far harder to read for yourself always. Um, and it's also hard when, when it's something positive. I know sometimes I read for people, I go, but it's all going to be OK because you've got this. But when you get that car for yourself, you just go, oh, God, right, that's it. I'm going to become a hermit. I'm not coming out for a year. That's my life in the bin so it's always interesting that positive so- thing is, is also interesting right because I'm generally quite a positive person and want to see the good in everything yeah and there are times where you just get card after cards for, for myself for people in front of me and you, you you just you do have to be pretty real at points and be like I can put as much positive spin as I can on this but I this feels and I see this as really tough right now and you, you do. I'm, I'm quite, I, I feel a lot when I do my readings. So I, I will get the sensations, I will get their feeling and emotion in, in, in me as well. And there are times where I'm just like, I feel so tired doing your reading. And I'm like, that's not to be negative or, or say that that's something that you're going wrong. But we, we need to find some way forward because right now I, I can feel how you're feeling and that that doesn't feel great for me. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that in itself is a release, almost like this tick that 
oh, I haven't been making this up. I should, I should be feeling like this. Yeah, absolutely. Funny enough, I had um, an astrology reading with Emily, who I'd interviewed on the podcast previously last night, and she was talking to me about things that are just with me for this lifetime that can't be healed, that can't be taken away, that are things that I need to learn to work with in spite of, rather than trying to look for a solution to. And that, to me, was really freeing. Mm. Rather than being like, oh, I've got this wound and I've got to deal with it. I was like, okay, I've got to stop. I can just, it's there now so I can move forward so there's definitely an empowerment with that Mm -hmm. so tell me this where does your information come from are you working psychically with your own knowing are you connecting to spirit are you getting it from the cards is it all of the above it's changed over time as I've done more of this my connection with information from spirit has grown and has become stronger and that, that's, again, we'll probably come back to that. That is something I'm still sceptical about as well, because the confidence to say what you're hearing or what you're getting is tough, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're almost like, yeah, I'm hearing this. And you're thinking, is this person in front of me going to think I'm crazy? Even though they've come for the reading and they're there because they want the information, you yeah. still have that little niggle that goes, should I be saying this? Or was it that I went to the shop earlier and saw someone's name badge with Thomas and that's now why Thomas is in my head? I question Absolutely. everything. When I started, it was very much around that card, a word would pop out and that word would be connected to that card. So I, I have for my 78 cards an almost a blanket approach for these one or two words is what that card means for me. Mm-hmm. As I've continued working, more information has built up. So there, there's some part where I just know what I need to say, or I will use a certain terminology that I'm not used to using. So I may read a card and say, oh, well, you know, the the sun is telling me that, that that's I'm seeing that as a really positive thing, but I'm now focusing on the house and suddenly I'll get moving will come as a, a word to me. And I'm like, you're moving house. And then they'll be like, how do you know? <laughs> uh, the cards, the words. Yeah. So there's part of that there. There's also when certain cards come out, I get feelings in my body too. So if I'm... I, I don't do loads of health readings. I won't go out and do a health reading specifically because mm-hmm. I think you can sometimes cause more worry than necessary. Agreed. However, if I get a card that comes up that I, I do have a health and hospitals card, and that I will then, if, if I get no feeling, I'm like, I've got my health and hospitals card here, but it's coming with X. So that would tell me that this is the way to go with that. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I can see that you've got X condition that's now coming along. I don't, I don't, I don't like confirming that stuff because I can't confirm that stuff. I'm not the person to confirm that stuff. But I may get a, I've got my health and hospitals card coming up. And I'm getting pain that's coming down my arm. So I would be saying that if you haven't had something around there recently, I'd be focusing on that pain and maybe chatting to X, Y, Z, doing some, like I I have a card that talks a lot about mental health, depression, anxiety. And and I would be like, have have you thought about how maybe a counselling or therapy can help you because I'm getting this around that and my counselling and therapy card has come alongside it. Which I love you talking about because I think 
people sometimes expect readers and the spirit world to heal all ailments. I don't know if it throws back to stories of Jesus or what it is, but like, if I see you, you're going to fix this for me. And actually, I think it's really empowering for people to understand that there is no miracle cure. You know, I'm not going to donk you on the end of your nose with my selenite wand and you're going to go, I can walk. It's a thank you, Hannah. And I'll go, wow, you know, that's the power. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just another day. But it is, I think sometimes people have that kind of idea and, yeah, so I love to hear you saying, because I have heard dangerous things said by readers, like, you know, spirit work can replace therapy. I don't think it can. And so it's good that it can guide you into the healing place. I love I, that. I, yeah. And, and I think like my cards are there because they're telling me through spirit, through my psychic, through just how the cards are falling that this is what is currently either on someone's mind or is being spoke about. I'm mm-hmm. confirming that what you are talking about is, 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 is something that's on your mind. And here's a way forward with that. I, I, I much prefer to work in that way. Some, someone um, actually yesterday um, said, said to me, can you, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this, I'd like, but can, can you predict death can you predict if someone's going to pass away and how long they have and I'm like even if I could I wouldn't because for me that's not an ethical way of working with my cards now what I can do is say there is lots of conversation around someone passing away and actually that's not the conversation you should be focusing on x y and z but I'm not going to say sorry but Aunt Nelly is about to Popper clogs in a couple of weeks, make the most of it. That's not a reading I'm going to do and I don't feel comfortable doing. I, I tell my cards, I tell spirit, don't, don't give me that information. I don't want to know. I don't think it serves a purpose either. I, I, you know, I've had people that have come to me for a reading who've been told that they're going to die and they book a reading with me. You know, So they go to see a reader when they're 20 and that reader says, you're going to die before your 40th birthday. And then they book a reading with me and it's two weeks before their 40th birthday and they're absolutely bricking it. And, and you get nothing to do with that at all. And they're like, well, I thought you were going to talk to me about this. And you've talked about their potential and about a job prospect and a this and a that. And they're like, hmm. And I just don't think, and then they message you a year later and they're still here and you think, yeah, exactly. So um, it's it's always a funny, funny thing. I also think from working with spirit myself and evidential mediumship, that sometimes spirit get to choose when they go in the moment. So for some lives, they are cut short and that's the way it is. But some people, it's part of their personality and their experience that they go through that. I'm going to go. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay a bit longer. I'm going to go. No, I'm not. And that's valid. So talk to us about your childhood experiences. Tell us this story. What happened to you? (laughs) Um, Okay. So I used to live in, I, I grew up in Edmonton in North London. Um, and, and I used to live in a block of flats there with, with my parents, my, my sister at the time, my brother wasn't born. And I, from as young as I can remember, until we moved out, had this uh, recurring dream, which at the time I called it a dream. It wasn't. It was very real. I was awake. I was fully aware of what was going on. And I, I used to have someone that would come and visit me. 
Now, this this person, I would from my bed see them walking up the stairs, which I don't know how, but but saw them. They would walk up the stairs. I would see their shadow move. We had this frosted uh, window that was in the bedroom, and as as they came to the top of the stairs, I would see them walk in front of that. They would come through the door. And then I would feel their breath on the back of my neck. (laughs) And I I would, I I, I was absolutely terrified. Now this happens regularly. I would say two, three times a month. I I would experience this again and again. It would always happen if I fell asleep facing the wall, which you'd probably ask yourself, why did you then not just fall asleep facing the other way and it wouldn't happen but if I, even if I was to turn over in my sleep and suddenly wake up in the middle of the night, I was facing the wall. I, I knew this person would come and visit me. And I, I used to scream out loud, I, you know, because I was scared. This, this, this person that visited me gave me terror. It made me feel really vulnerable. I guess it made me feel... Like it was there to hurt me, harm me, and and didn't understand what was 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 there. Now this continue, as I say, continually happened month after month for my childhood years. We moved house, and that never happened again. Did didn't didn't happen at, at all. And I went to a, a Halloween party with with one of my good friends. It was her sister's best friend, mm-hmm. who uh, was was a white witch in the the way she described herself I I still get confused with white witch and everything I I don't I don't (laughs) really understand everything but she called herself a white witch and 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 practiced in that way and I'd never really spoken to this 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 woman before I knew her and she knew of me but knew nothing about my childhood where I lived I'd already moved house when when I was there I was probably 18 19 and she replayed those events to me. She she pulled me in that moment. It was just, you used to have something that happened to you when you grew up, didn't you? And I'm like, uh, hi, babe. Let me just finish my Smirnoff ice. <laughs> um, and and she she replayed it all. And she said, I just want to let you know that that person was never there to harm you or to cause you any pain. They were there to protect you because of what happened in that land and the people that were around you. And she told me exactly where I lived to the, to the detail of, of what it looked like. And I had no clue how she would know where I lived. No one ever told her. And I guess that, that was the bit that confirmed to me that I, I had an ability to sense things around me. Now, I didn't really do anything with it from that moment. It probably took another 10 years before I actually did anything. And I do, I also do believe that you can continue to build on those senses too. Um, I, I, I definitely think that, that everyone has an ability to communicate if you're open and you are able to It's not mindset. It's not mindset. It's you're able to. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Put yourself in a place where you're open to receive information and be able to interpret that and know what is your information and what is their information. I think they're important parts, which I'm still learning today for sure. But this, this dream visit, it was real life. I was awake 100%. This is always monumental to me. It sits as a key moment. Now, I, I told my mum this. I, I started doing a podcast and I paused it. Um, just, I don't know why. I probably should start again. But I told this on my first episode of literally like this. Why me? Who am I? What did I do? My mum listened to it and she messaged me after. And she said to me, she said, I never knew you went through that as a child. I said, I was screaming out. Like, I can vividly remember coming into your room saying I had a nightmare. She was like, I, I don't remember any of that. So even those moments where I'm like, did I not do that? Was I still in bed? Was I in this like secondary phase of, I don't even know. But yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, I've had things that my mum doesn't remember and that she remembers that I don't remember at all. Mm. And you know, when I started this journey, because I am i wasn't like you in the sense that I never had that clarity of it. And when I look back, I can see that spirit were communicating with me in various ways. But at the time, I had no idea, no idea that I was a medium until I was in my 30s. Yeah. So I had that whole process just of things weird weird things that happened maybe I slept walk maybe I dreamt it I've always been a vivid dreamer and then when I started this journey and I started to come out of the closet and tell people about it my mum then said oh well you used to hear names you used to hear people calling your name all the time didn't you and I went did I she went yeah we took you to the doctor for it and I went did you <laughs> but you just don't remember it's just not part of your thing so yeah. I know I asked you this when we were talking beforehand but I want the listeners to hear your answer to this so why do you think that a spirit, because I believe that we're pretty aligned in our beliefs of the spirit world. The spirit world is good. The spirit world wants to help. Um, why do you think that a spirit, therefore, would haunt a child who is obviously afraid? I can't remember what I said before. It was um, very good. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I do believe that as a child you like it's almost like we're programmed to recognize fear and and this isn't I didn't say this earlier but I was watching a, a clip uh, on on YouTube yesterday of a child who is learning to crawl and and a child who has been crawling for six or seven weeks and when you get the child who is just starting out of crawling and you put them over like a perspex that has a, a drop and the floor that's of the same level, they will crawl over everything because they haven't learned that innate fear. They haven't learned to sense that if you go over an edge, it's, it's danger, you're falling. 
Whereas the child of six weeks has learned that through their experiences, I guess, what their parents say, and they don't, they won't go over that edge. They'll stop, even though there's perspex there, they'll see the fall and they'll stop. Wow. And, and I do believe there is something as children that we are taught fear much more than maybe openness in some ways and being open that things aren't always there to harm you from a spirit point of view why would they they there is no need for them to come and harm people they're there because they want to visit they want to pass information they want to recognize they want to protect but the way that comes across when you're not aware how to receive that information I guess can interpret as fear and as as spirit as the way that they communicate you know, there, there, there could be, and I didn't say this earlier, it'd be interesting to see what you think. There, there could be that they, they don't know how they're communicating, right? They don't recognize how they are interpreting that information. And therefore, that for them, they are just visiting in a way that they expect is normal. For them, they expect that to be a normal method of communication and a normal way to protect and a normal way to look after. But for us not being ready to receive that, and, and I think ready to receive is a really important bit there. Um, that that then translates into fear that they don't recognize that feeling, right? They're not seeing that that fear is there. I, I would just lay in bed and continue staring at the wall, closing my eyes, waiting for it to finish. They wouldn't necessarily recognize that that's what I was feeling. They're probably like, oh, look, he's laying there. He's all comfortable and peaceful. I'm doing my job really well um so I think that there is an element of that 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 exists within there what else did I say earlier did I miss something? No, that was it it was oh, about okay. the filter of the experience and 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 that which is just so interesting because I've had a few people tell me uh horror stories in inverted commas about their experiences as children and I mean I had some crazy things I remember having a dream about some monster that was made of smoke with bright red eyes it was so clear to me when I was about 10 and it threw all my pot plants around my room and when I got up the next day all of my pot plants were everywhere all over my room and in that way that kids do because kids are weirdly robust aren't they I just went oh weird put them all back together watered them didn't you know whereas as an adult if that happened you would be in some state of you couldn't carry on with your normal life You'd yeah. have to, whereas kids just go and go to school. Well, that was weird. And so I think it's interpretive. I, I think you're right. I think children interpret things. And, you know, when you were children, we hear fairy stories. We're brought up on a diet of craziness, really, and, and mystical and mystery. And so we're working through that filter as well. Yeah. And it's really interesting. But I just wondered because... I trust in the intelligence of the spirit world and I, I do believe they don't wish to do harm. So why somebody would come for months and months and months terrorizing little Danny um, rather than going, oh, I've come in once and he didn't like that. <laughs> I'll give it a couple of years. It's just such and I don't know the answer. It's interesting to, to think about and wonder. One, one of the things that um, the, the lady said to me when she replayed that story back, she was like, that was ancient warland where everyone was almost just thrown to die there. They were piled on top of each other and that was their experience of death. So they had something to be angry about, so to speak. They weren't given a nice passing. They weren't given a nice laid, uh, a way to lay to rest. 
and I guess if the job of the person that visited me was to protect, then them moving away would have meant that protection would have been lost, so to speak, right? And I may have then been in a more vulnerable moment where who else could have, would have visited me. And I guess there's parts of that, right? That my fear in that moment, whilst I felt fear, their job was to protect and they knew that they continued to protect me for all the time that they visited. I wonder if there's something that sits around that too. It's fascinating, isn't it? I was reading um, a book. I think it might've been Mavis Patilla's. It might've been somebody else's. I read a lot of autobiographies and mediums but they were telling a story about a swimming pool that was haunted and you know it it was things were moving it was a very active poltergeist experience but when they got there and they spoke to the spirit it was a man that used to work there that knew that there was something going to happen at the swimming pool and was afraid that somebody would drown so they were acting in such a big way not to cause fear but out of desperation to get attention and so it's just so interesting to sit and think about all of these things now one of the things that you do um which is fascinating to me is paranormal investigations and we did have a little talk beforehand because you've seen me taking the piss on tiktok at some of the things that happen but not all of them so it's uh, and I just want to be really clear about this in case I've not been clear it's not that I have a problem with going to ancient places and communicating with the spirits that walk there that's not my problem it's when we start saying the words hunt I don't like hunt you wouldn't hunt another human being I think that kind of is odd to me and also um I just I don't believe that the spirit world with all its infinite power and infinite knowledge and infinite love needs me to move on the Victorian chambermaid that I've communicated with in the bathroom. So um, tell us about that and how that work is for you. And how do you not lay an egg doing that kind of work? Share it. Tell us, tell us about it. What's it like? It does terrify me. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. And I, I think I, Again, I I got into this at the same time that I started my tarot journey professionally too. So they were Mm -hmm. kind of working side by side. And the the whole idea of the kind of investigation side was continuing to open my senses, I guess, being more aware of what was around me and putting me into positions where I could validate information that I was getting either through the the people that were with me in my groups or the location I was in again I I researched nothing I I think it's really easy to go on the good old Google and be like right I'm visiting this location let's see what I come up with Mm -hmm. brilliant I've got Alfred who's going to be there 1972 is a good date for him let's get that information out when we get there so that you know get a good thumbs up I I think it's really important to and no one's ever going to know that right because people Mm -hmm. will always question well of course he's got that information because he could have googled it before but I know in myself that I'm not doing that and I think that's the the bit right everyone can question you but as long as you have the confidence that you're not doing that perfect so going in and investigating in these locations for me, is just really about finding out stories, finding out information and understanding who is there. Am I going to come across someone who needs to be passed over or needs to be released? 
in my experience no because I, I don't I, I've never seen or been with someone who has passed that information to me I've worked with people who have experienced that and I guess I need to have a respect that if that's what they're getting, then that's the information they're getting. We all work with spirit in a different way, right? And we receive Absolutely. information yeah. in a different way. But I, I don't believe my job there is to pass someone over. I, I don't think that exists for me because they've already passed into the spirit world, you know, and for me that they're already living in that way. And, and, and that that's how they sit there. Now, I do, I use a variation of technology and I, I do try when I'm doing these investigations to not give my information out that I'm getting. I want the guests, I guess, that are with me to get information through the boards, through their own senses, their own things that they're kind of hearing or, or, or seeing or through, I, I use a, a kind of spirit box as well and see what information comes out of that. And then I guess use that to self-validate that, okay, I got that name. That that makes sense. Because again, it's easy for me to walk around and be like, oh, someone is touching my right shoulder. They're right behind me. You know, it's easy for me to say things like that because of course I want it to work. I want everyone to have a good time. And yeah. it's easy for them to be like, well, yeah, you're going to feel stuff because you're psychic, you're medium and you hear, hear stuff and you see stuff and yeah, great. You felt that, but I didn't. I didn't get any of that. So I think there's a, a big bit around it's the guest's experience on that day. It's not for me. Um, and and there's there's probably another bit as well. We were, we were talking about this just before. I just bought a couple of dolls as well. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about them. I'm really not. I think, again, I, I, I have a certain amount of curiosity that continues to exist in the spirit and paranormal world that I want to either validate or I want to debunk. And I want to be like, that is absolute rubbish or that is amazing. I, 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 I see that and I feel that now. Yeah. And I bought them just because why not? Let's have a, let's have a go. I, let's I know I'm fascinated. I mean, the, the, like I said to you, the trouble is there's part of me that's like, I need to pin Danny down. We need to get together. We need to sit with these dolls because you know that I think if you were a demonic entity of all of the places you could be and all of the carnage that you could wreak, I mean, I don't actually believe in demons, but if I did, um, I just think a doll's a bit of a naff one. Like, to be honest, I could think of better places to be. Like, you know, like that Stephen King book, Christine, I'd be the car. I'd be driving people and pulling people off the road. I wouldn't be sat in a car. In a, in a doll just inanimate but it's fascinating and but there's a bit of me that also knows as I was just saying to you I've watched Insidious I love horror movies I've read loads of horror stories Stephen King is my favorite author I probably will be like the woman out of the Blair Witch Project with a line of snot and hyperventilating yeah. which is just because of my own experience and isn't really the dolls but there is part I, I've got to meet them at some point just yeah I've Absolutely. Catherine and George, they can make an appearance. I, I Every time, funny enough, um, one of the investigations, I've only ever taken them on one investigation so far. And uh, another medium who's there, who isn't overly practicing, but does go to spiritual church and, and does get information. Every time I would call her Catherine, he would hear sister, as if I should be calling her sister Catherine, because she is the doll of a nun. 
so I think that that in itself is just like I, I need to obviously give her some respect as well for her to give information to me. Now, and do you believe that that is a spirit in that doll yeah. or do you just think it's the energy of somebody that owned that doll? I, uh, yes. Yeah. So I think it's the energy of someone that owned that doll. However, the doll is, is almost a replication of who they were. So the owner of that doll was a nun from the story that comes with it, right? We get a story that comes with the dolls. It's on a nice little laminated sheet of paper. <laughs> Um, I even got a framed picture of her as well. Uh, I'm not allowed to bring it in the house, so I can't go and get it now. Oh, no, it's fascinating. It in. However, when you read the story, Catherine was a nun. You know, she practiced as, as a nun and that was part of her religion. However, she was a nun who liked to drink. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be a nun, let's, let's do it right. So um, <laughs> I, I'm not very religious, by the way. So apologies if, uh, you know. <laughs> it, but it's, it's so interesting. I see, because that's my take on, on ghosts generally, is that it's almost like the imprint left by the spirit. And the spirit has moved to the spirit world. So I do believe that rescue circles and stuff like that are moving an energy but they're not moving a spirit. They're moving the energy that's left behind. And I can also understand just like in psychometry, if you hold somebody's great grandmother's ring, it's kind of opening that doorway to be able to communicate with the spirit of the great grandmother. It doesn't mean her, her energy is trapped in the ring. It means it's the doorway. So I was just interested on where you're at with that, but I know you're still experimenting with them. So. Yeah. And and I think like that, that bit, like with psychometry, I, I did, I, I was sat in um, Fraser's mum's uh, dining room a few weeks ago and she said, do you think you can pick up anyone that's in my house? And I'm like, I know you really well. I know Fraser really well. Of course, names and things like that are going to come to me. So I'm like, I'm not going to do any of the mediumship stuff. I'm going to use my cards. And I started using my cards. Nothing dropped out. And oh my gosh, I've got to tell you a story about Bilsington in a minute. That's an amazing one. But nothing dropped out. And then I just got this one thing. And I said to her, why would I be getting this? And she went, oh, yeah, my mum my used to have that. And I'm like, I would have none of this information. And then this information just started coming through. I asked her why, what, what's been happening with her head because I suddenly got this massive pain that went boom. She went, I hit my head on the filing cabinet the other day. I went, what of your mum's is in the top drawer of that filing cabinet? Because that's something that is, oh, that's where her death certificate is. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe she's trying to give you a hint that that's, that, that's what's there. Talked Amazing. about a pair of earrings. One of them was lost and the other one was in her top drawer. I've never obviously been for her top drawer because that'd be a bit weird. But <laughs> th- th- there are things that come through that I can't explain. I, I did a reading once and this was way before I'd done any mediumship stuff. I would always say I'm a tarot reader. The mediumship, I'm not going to say I am a medium because someone sits in front of you and says, I want you to get me Aunt Nessie. And I'm like, right, uh, let's see what we can do. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to do it. I want my cards to tell me what is going on and use them to help you shape what's coming up. And someone come to me at Bilsington, we've digressing slightly, but she no, I said, I, I, want you to, I want you to do mediumship because I've had a tarot reading today. That was okay. I've got what I needed from it, but I want mediumship. And no I'm pressure. like, I'm not a medium. And she went, 
you, I said, I can do tarot for you. I'm happy to kind of validate stuff from tarot. I don't think you should have a tarot reading with me because if you've just had one, I don't believe in hopping between people to get or validate stuff. Your message is your message and that's what you need to take until those messages are played through. Uh, I think sometimes people like to get more. It's, it's a business for some people, I think, as opposed to a, a working with spirit and, and, and energy. Agreed. That's a completely different conversation. But my cards, nothing dropped out. And I was shuffling and shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. Now, I'm also not the best shuffler. So there are times where I make a mistake and cards drop, but nothing. And I'm shuffling and shuffling. And I must have shuffled about 30 times. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to give me anything, are you? And I put my cards down and then information started flowing through. And everything that I was saying, she was taking. And I was like, wow, because when it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. And that Mm -hmm. information will come through. And I I think that for me, again, when we talk about energy or passing message or, or bringing someone through, that it's meant to happen because that person is that spirit, that energy is able to pass that to you. If we go back to the paranormal stuff, I'm not going to, for a building that I'm visiting once, going to meet someone who's been there for 50, 60, 70, 100, however many years you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I'm the person that's going to help them pass over because that's what I'm there for. I, I don't, I've never had that experience to be able to know that that's my job. My job is to share information. I don't think my job is to help them I think, I think more than anything, they're helping me give something across. Agreed. I mean, like I said to you, I've got no shade on people that are, that are doing that work because I did that work in good faith, thinking I was helping people for a long time. Um, and it was only the question of, but if you if I'm calling in the angels and then the angels are helping them to move on, why do they need me? Like what what part in this, what cog am I turning? What, what am I doing that started that for me? Um, and different people like you say different people different experiences different times so two questions I've got just to finish up with you if that's okay um because I'm aware over time but I'm enjoying it so much um what advice would you give for somebody who wants a reading with you is there any advice you can give to to be an optimum sitter for a tarot experience I, I think there's always one around being open And I say being open because sometimes the message I will give will not always resonate in that moment. And there is a a reason why I'm giving that message. I thoroughly believe that through all of my readings that I've done and all of the conversations I've had, things do play out. Mm -hmm. And you have to trust that that information is being given in that moment from spirit, from the cards, from the energy in good faith. So I think that there's there's definitely a bit around being open, trust alongside it. And maybe another one of be there. You know, you're you're coming because you want to have a reading, like put your focus into that reading. And even if you're skeptical and you're 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 coming there because you want to validate stuff, just 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 be there in the reading. And, And what I mean by that is, and this doesn't happen frequently, but it does happen turn off your phone for the hour. You know, if you're going to ask a question, be prepared that you're going to get an answer because you don't, if you you don't want to hear the answer, don't ask the question. 
Because I will give, I, I'm very upfront and I'll ask you, do you want it fluffy or do you want it straight up? But it's always going to be straight up because no one's ever going to say, give it to me fluffy. Yeah. But I'm giving you the option there to have an out if you don't want to hear the direct message. And generally that's because I've got some cards in front of me that are going to be quite direct. So I think just be prepared that that information will come and you'll get out of the reading what you put into it. So if you're just going to sit there with your arms folded for the hour and be like, right, I'm just going to wait to see what this person has to say, then then I'm just going to be talking to you for an hour. But if you're giving me yeses and noes, then I can work back with spirit to get that clarity and to get the information that's coming across. And I'm absolutely cool with noes. I love noes because it makes me work harder. It makes me get the message that they are trying to share. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Thank you. And is there a particular tarot set that you recommend for people? Or have you got a favorite one that is your one that you can't help but reach out to? Do you know what? I have so many tarot and I have oracle decks too. I, I, I do oracle readings with them, but I, I, I always go back to my right away. Always. I've got the, the radiant right away. They're a bit more bright. They're a bit more colorful. I like color. I'm a bright light. I like that stuff. I think some right away decks can be quite boring. Um, but radiant right away for me are just a great deck to always go back to. They're easy to interpret, really good to read. And you, you can't go wrong with them. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Danny. It's just Thank been you. absolutely fascinating. So if you're listening to this, Danny's uh, Facebook link and website will be on the write-up for this podcast, but you can also look him up. It's Dan's Tarot Readings in Kent. He does readings. He does lives. Um, he's at some psychic fairs coming up and he also does parties. And I know certainly people in the local area keep messaging me about parties Easy man. Uh, so there we go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for a great time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so 
so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.